We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the DGD Podcast. As always, we got our own music king back. As always, welcome to the DGD. Robert Reynolds here, Juan Daniels to your left, and it is Friday, Juan, and you know what that means. It's the start of a damn good weekend is all I'm going to say. How are you doing, man? Yes, sir. Good, man. Hey, and uh, it's, it's Friday. It's getting us closer to college football, so uh, it, it's, it's right around the corner. I'm excited. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, my goodness. 57 more days, folks. 57 more days. And also, shout out to the Juan Fan Club, uh, a.k.a. the Brigade, uh, already coming in hot. With the 6033 DGD, Bishop Don, Miss Joel Sanders. And yeah, it's just one of those things. Look, we've got a lot to talk about, Juan. Um, and if, if you're reading the show title here, basically, we're going to talk about conference realignment. And I, th- I think it's a good time because of recent additions of UCLA and USC into the Big Ten, right? With that being said, I'm telling you, that's another that's another step in the direction of super conferences. So we're going to talk about the SEC's involvement 
in this in this ongoing realignment, if you will. But first off, we're only on YouTube today. Obviously, if you're listening on the podcast uh, tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, but listen, first off, we're gonna listen. The show's brought to you by our guys at Nahal. All right, alumni local store to Athens, ten minutes from campus. Right. Licensed Nike apparel, licensed Columbia apparel, all Georgia Bulldogs apparel is a license. Um, listen, support your local alumni hall. Go down there. Tell them DGD podcast sent you. Mr. Daniels, you know, the fan club sent you down there. And let them know. And, and listen, support. So they have online as well. Make it to the store. Feel free to check out alumnihall.com and see what they got to offer. I'm telling you, do yourself a favor, it's stuff, I promise you. I'll vouch for that 100%. He's not here, they're not here, but the squad, the bins, guys, we're partnered with the Spike Squad on this. Bins, September 3rd, in the bins, obviously wear your black, right? Black it out, that's what they want to do, the Spike Squad wants you to do this, do it for them, and if you can't make it to the bins, wear black at home, all right? And if you don't have anything black for some reason, go to Alumni Hall and get you something black. I promise you, they got it for you. With that being said, Juan, let's go ahead and start jumping into this. Let's talk realignment. Your thoughts first off before we jump into our hypotheticals. What are your thoughts on UCLA and USC uh, joining the Big Ten in 2024? Um, I, I, it, again, follow the money is, is, is basically what you're doing, but also too, you have to look at it. What's going to give you a better opportunity to try to play for a national championship. And that's either going to be in the sec or the big 10. And if you can go and play and, and be successful in the big 10, be one of the tops, even play in a champion conference championship game, there's a strong likelihood, especially with the playoff uh, the playoffs actually expanding that, you know, you'll have an opportunity to go and play uh, for, for a national championship. And, uh, you know, many people are kind of Riley. He's like, he goes and just kind of ruins everything that he does. He goes to Oklahoma and leaves a bad taste in their mouth, coming to USC and then leaving a, a bad taste in, you know, in, in Pac-12's uh, Pac mouth. But however, he is a smart man. And so for him to actually have the opportunity to go and take his team to a, to a big 10 and to go and compete and they're going to compete, you know, Lincoln Riley's, you know, getting all these great, uh, these, these great recruits, they're going to be able to compete. And I would rather go if me personally, rather go to the big 10, uh, big 10 to try to compete for a national championship versus the sec. You know, I'm sitting here looking at this one and, and my first thought is it's not a sports. This isn't a university wanting to do that. It's all, it's all about the money, like you said. But it's not from the school, from the TV network. And, and you think about it. If you're looking at the if you're looking at the Pac-12, if you're wanting to poach the Pac-12, go for the team that are relevant. At the time, if it was about adding schools to be a better conference in that regard. You schools like Oregon, right? Oregon has become the staple for football currently, you know, you see UCLA, you know, you look at basketball, right? That's what you think is basketball. You look at USC, you think history, right? Early 2000s, late, you know, Pete Carroll era, right? 
at their prominent heyday, right? But they've also had a storied tradition. You know, they've had uh, great teams in the past. So I'm not going to knock them for their past. But currently, they're on the up and up. But it's more about it, right? It's more about that L.A. market. If you can get these guys to into the collegiate programs, the L.A. market is yours to take. It is a great market. But the thing about the L.A. market that I don't really understand is you're fighting so many professional teams. L.A. fans aren't invested unless you're constantly winning, right? Back in 03 and 04 and things like this, early 2000s, USC was winning. It's easy for them to fill the Coliseum. Turner was on here last, and, and he, you know, talking about you, – you can't – so they're not invested. The LA market is very tricky, but it's about the remote control. And if you can get people to tune into a USC versus Michigan Coliseum, I'm telling you that will fill seats. It will. So from a TV standpoint, I think ultimately where it's at. But you're still adding two prominent names, right, and brands. And like I said, UCLA might not be the best football program by any means, but when it comes to basketball. You have to account for them, right? You have to account for UCLA in, in terms of basketball because UCLA can drive revenue from their basketball program. It's, it's been proven. So it, it's a big pickup for the Big Ten because they're getting a football team and a basketball team, right, to compete with the likes of Ohio State and your Michigan and Penn State and stuff like that, right, which also leads us to the SEC and what we think the SEC should do to bounce, you know, to counter, if you will, the Big Ten. But before we do that, Juan, I want to take a second to embrace the Juan fan club and the brigade because they're coming in hot right now. They're coming in hot. Tanil's back in the building. And so we're getting the hashtag Juan fan clubs in the chat, and it's it's insane, guys. Um, You know, talking about – Hit the Ric Flair woo on people. Hashtag elite. I'm getting photobombed one day. I'm not going to lie. The brigade has come ready to go on. They know their mission today. You see you smiling. I feel like you know something's coming. Um, Patrick, also, also, can we trade Vanderbilt for some used bubble gum? I think that's fair. I think that's fair. (laughs) I I think. Oh. I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Yeah. So now, uh, now, now my question is this. Yeah. Go ahead. Now, what we're gonna what we're gonna do on, we're gonna do a hypothetical here, guys. So on the screen, right, what we're about to see, and if you're listening on the podcast, we will break this down for you so that you can see it with your ears, if that if you will. Juan, I'm gonna let you start first. So to preface this, the SEC and in our opinions, I think you're going to look at adding the balance this out to 20 teams. So our we, we've each done our graphics and what teams we think the SEC will go for or should go for. Uh, and we'll do some explaining as to why we think these are the schools that they, they should go for. In the comments, feel free to shoot us your four teams. Disagree, agree, and let us know why. That's why we do this. It drives the conversation. Juan, I'm going to pull up your graphic and – I think it's very interesting. So what in here, and one I'm going to let you explain it, is this. Five, five columns with four rows. Each row is its own 
technical pod, if you will. So reading from left to right, these teams would be in a specific pod. So you would have four pods, five teams with a 20-team conference. Juan, I'm going to let you start off and, and kind of explain your graphic and why you think these schools make sense for the SEC to, to scoop up. Yeah. So so the ones that I with Florida State. Florida State, even though they have been down uh, you know, in the past, historically, Florida State has always been a premier school. So they've won a couple of national championships, and, you know, and that was somewhere Jimbo Fisher uh, came from, and Jimbo Fisher knows them very well. They can be a successful program again, especially with the recruits, but they're very attractive. If you think about it, Florida State is still a team that people want to watch. I mean, there, there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, the, the other one I would say is Clemson. Clemson's obvious. Uh, you know, you got, you got Dabo, and, you know, people wonder how will Clemson fare in the SEC. I think they fare pretty well. If you put them in the SEC East, um, and this is before you're bringing Alabama and, and, and Auburn over there, then they would come in second easily. Um, you know, they'll, they'll have a tough matchup with Georgia. You know, they'll beat Tennessee, they'll beat Kentucky, Vanderbilt in the East, put them over. And again, they're going to battle with Alabama, but I can see them, Texas A&M, and, and, and anybody else. You know, that. So the, um, the other ones I brought in were, so um, one of them I, I picked uh, Baylor, Oklahoma um, State. And the reason why is number one, these are two teams that have played in the most recent uh, Big 12. Oklahoma State and Baylor, for, for the most part, have actually kind of bullied Texas and Oklahoma. And, you know, you have, there are programs that are that are on the rise. They compete. And uh, if, if, if Baylor does Oklahoma State, we're looking at Oklahoma State as being one of those Final Four, you know, from, uh, from last year in the Final Four. Maybe that bumps out of Cincinnati or that bumps out of Michigan, but Oklahoma State was playing some good football. Then you got Baylor, who was playing some better football and actually ended up beating them. So, and, and you're also looking at it too. What are attractive matchups? So if you're going to go and 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 you're going to go and uh, you know poach from the Big Twelve, you want to get their best their best four: Oklahoma, Texas, Baylor, and Oklahoma State. Doesn't get any better than that. What? I have a question to this one. Why did we not pick up Kansas here? Because Kansas bullied Texas too. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> I remember when they had the fighting Manginos, when Mangino was, I mean, the, you know, it, uh, was the coach. They don't want to tell you that, but I mean, Texas got bullied by Kansas, right? Like in all seriousness. I think though, I think they might have their hands full and might win. Uh, this season, uh, but in all seriousness, though, you know, I, I like the I like the pick, right? The the four that you chose, right? I think if if you look at what they've done more with less than any other Florida school, period. Out of obviously out of Miami and you know Florida as well. Obviously, you got UCF, but I'm not going to count as much right now, but. Florida State, they have a history, history actually, with, you know, obviously under the Bowden era and everything like that. Uh, you know, there's a question, you know, obviously you can question whether you want the Miami market, right, from a TV standpoint. But I do think overall base is going to be 
or hyped to take your Florida State. Whether that, people still go to those games, right? People just go to those games. And I, honestly, I think, you know, obviously Clemson's too easy, so I'm not even going to bring that up. The, the, the addition of Oklahoma State and Baylor would be interesting because you can get yearly matchups that you see in the Big 12 right now that are actually really good matchups, but now they would be under the SEC name. But then you also look at Baylor and what Dave Aranda's done, right? Uh, excellent defense, in my opinion. Um, and, and then you put them against the other likes of other SEC teams that have excellent defense. So I think it would it would benefit the schools, right, being under the SEC name because you're still in Texas, right? Waco would be interesting to see what you can pull, right, things like that. I, I just think it would be uh, seeing those matchups. You know, like what, what would a – you know, like a Tennessee Baylor look like if Baylor's defense is what it is supposed to be in Tennessee's offense, right? Like, obviously, this is too far ahead and, and obviously hypothetical. But just just picture if this was to play out right now, right? Texas's offense potential versus Baylor's expectations on defense. I think that would make for a really damn good matchup. I just think it would. Um, you know, now at the same time, you now we we talked about this, and I feel like yours might be more from a football standpoint. But you could translate this one to other sports. Uh, and when you look at Baylor from a basketball, Baylor is no slouch when it comes to basketball either. Yep. So right. you're getting you're you're getting a basketball program. Now, is it is it a, it's not a blue blood? We get that, but nonetheless, they're still prominent in in the basketball in the college basketball uh, the landscape, right? Um, so I, I think you look at this from other perspectives outside of football easy to focus solely on ball. but when you take and you look at other sports you know I feel like Greg Sankey wants to dominate every sport period I, I think that's the goal right I think that's the goal <laughs> like when you take te- when you take Texas and Oklahoma right let's be honest Oklahoma softball it, it's a juggernaut in itself it, it's a pure juggernaut from a softball standpoint then you look at Texas whether I know it does sound crazy but Texas baseball is good, but also Texas like swimming, diving, it, it's insane. Like, so you know, taking the taking the football hat off, helmet off, and, and thinking more outside the box, getting these schools have more benefit than just football. Revenue is driven through most part, but strong at, at a you know at a good team like. Right, and I think as the SEC commissioner, that's what Greg Sankey's pushing for. In my in my opinion, I think that's what you're looking like to to try and get that going. You know what I mean? Uh, so you know, adding Baylor, State, you know, and then obviously with Texas and Oklahoma already, right? I, I genuinely think that would be uh, an excellent pickup for schools. Uh, as Tanil saying, Clemson would be a great fit for the SEC. I agree. I agree. Uh, she also mentions Oklahoma State would be great rivals for Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah, you would you would maintain those robberies and not have to worry about trying to schedule two, two out of conference games at that point. I mean, so you know, I look at it like a win win, right, for the SEC at that point, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and Joel says to Bishop, uh, BYU may suck, but you all don't have the provo soak. How provo soak is, but it sounds daunting. <laughs> it it sounds daunting. You don't want to know what it is. I'm going to say. You, you don't want to know what it is. <laughs> With that being said, I'm not 
going to ask any more questions. Not going to ask no more questions. Um, but yeah, now so I don't ask no questions. But anyways, we're going to move on for a second, and I'm going to give you my take on Team SEC. Okay, my take on it would look something like this. With the first pod, you would have Georgia, Florida. I added Miami for the market perspective. I think Miami with an SEC moniker and branding uh, would get back to the old days when you saw Miami very powerful. The Miami program that is very powerful generates a lot of revenue, friends. It does. Uh, with the potential of them moving out of Hard Rock and trying to find a, uh, a stadium closer to campus, listen, if they move out of Hard Rock and they get a stadium on campus, I'm telling you right now, attendance and revenue is going to skyrocket. I promise you. I promise you it will. They're already making waves in right. If you put an SEC branding on that jersey, I'm telling you right now, Miami will get to a point where they used to be, and that is scary for the world of college football. Just will be. Just I'm just leaving that there. To round out – that first pod, you obviously Georgia, Florida, Miami, obviously South Carolina is going to be involved, but you got Clemson, right? Just that pod alone generates yearly matchups. Listen, our little swamp lizards can't get away from Miami anymore if this is the case. I'm sick and tired of hearing Miami fans bitching about wanting to play Florida, but Florida will not play them because they're ducking them. They, they, they are. They used to play them, and now they don't. Whoever decided that, that should stop. And adding Miami and putting them in the same pod and playing every year, that's how you fix that problem right there. And both of them, if you really wanted to, I don't know if it would work, both of them or one of them could schedule Florida State for their non-conference game, kind of what Georgia, Georgia Tech does. Just leaving that there, uh, food for thought. Um, the second pod, though, second group of five is going to be very interesting. Uh, and, and it's maybe not much about football, and this is where the multi-sports come into play because you've got some powerhouse blue blood basketball pros. Next group of five, if you're listening, Tennessee, Duke, UNC, Vanderbilt, and Kentucky. Juan, I got a question to ask you. Could What, what are your thoughts on Kentucky and Duke twice a year? Or UNC? Kentucky twice a year. I'm telling you right now, you're talking about basketball. I'm telling you right now, oh, that is money. Basketball. I hear ka-ching, yes. ka-ching. Yeah, football, no. Football. Basketball, absolutely, yes. Football would be the Bayer Bowl because it would be painful to watch. Um, however, you get your SEC footprint into North Juan, you, you know we've talked about North Carolina recruiting and things like that. it's going to get interesting however adding Carolina and Duke are not being from North Carolina Carolina and Duke prominent blue blood it's brand brand and more brand getting those schools if only for basketball right it's like Vanderbilt Vanderbilt is useless except for fucking education and baseball yeah. But I will tell you this, Duke and Carolina basketball as a brand trumps any can provide. 
and you put them in the same pod as Carolina or as Kentucky, I mean, give me a give me the college basketball season one where where you look at Kentucky, Carolina, and Duke playing twice each other twice a year. Listen, I thought about doing something without adding Duke. So I wanted to do something where I brought Carolina in and left Duke in the ACC. It did not make sense. And that reason is all basketball. When you're raised in North Carolina, you're born in – it's like a Georgia, Georgia Tech, right? You're born a dog or you're born or whatever, right? You have to play twice a year. You have to if you're a Duke or Carolina fan. If you played once a year, your whole your whole world and equilibrium would be off. It would. Yeah. So they have they have to be a package deal because you need to play twice a year. And I don't know the logistics of trying to balance a one-off game, Carolina Duke, out of conference to end the season because beyond, well beyond my time, it's been the end game for each conference has been Carolina Duke. Whether it's it's most of the time at the Dean Dome, whatever. Whether it's Carolina Duke in the season, that's just the way it is. With that being said, bringing Duke in Carolina, you're getting more academics. Duke, Duke is a prestigious program when it comes to academics. But there, like I said, it's a lot of basketball. I think you can get their football program better, but at least Vanderbilt won't be lonely in terms of football anymore. But basketball, basketball, SEC would run basketball. It, it just would because look at what happened just this past year. One, you had Auburn. Tennessee, uh, Arkansas, Alabama's become better at basketball, right? I think Georgia, Georgia's working there, right? But Georgia even had Anthony Edwards recently, right? If you bring in those two programs, you're talking about dominating football already, and then nobody would come close to perspective. ACC right now runs basketball in my opinion, right? You've got the Big Ten, I get it. But when you've got Carolina, Duke, Wake State, Syracuse, all in one all in one conference, it's some of the best basketball you can watch. Bringing yeah. Carolina and Duke would kill the ACC, but it would it would allow the SEC to own basketball and football. I promise you that. Back to the graphic. Third pod, third group of five schools that you would see in this SEC would be Oklahoma, I moved AM out of this and I put Oklahoma, LSU, Missouri, Arkansas, and Texas. And the reason why I moved AM out of that specific spot was to appease the fans that want to bitch and complain about Texas and Texas AM not wanting to play each other in the same pot. I'm sorry, this is what the world is, but when you appease the little pansies, this is what happens. I'm just going to leave it there. Okay. Yeah. Just going to leave it there. But you still get those are quality matchups, and, and I think it would be good. Uh, and, and then my final, my final four. You have your, uh, you have Bama, A and M, Ole Miss, Auburn, Mississippi State. Nothing's really changed there. Keep the, you know, keep the rivalry game between the Iron Bowl, right? Things like that. This, this isn't necessarily from a scheduling standpoint. Didn't want to break it down. This is more so what the SEC would look like with our choice of four teams they picked up, okay? Um, Juan, you ready to read some comments, my man? Let's oh, yeah. tune to the brigade see what they're saying. Let's let's see what they're saying. 
6033DGD says, well, the swamp lizards currently reside within a dumpster, so they can't get away from anyone. Hashtag gator garbage. To Neil, USC, uh, you are talking about South Carolina, not about Clemson, Florida, not about Florida State and or Miami. This could be really fun. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, I honestly think that, you know, Greg Sankey doesn't really care too much about one school's particular feelings uh, if the money is going to trump that. I'm just going to be honest with you. I think Texas is about to get a harsh reality when they start getting horns down in their own stadium by opposing fan bases. Just it's coming. I promise. I can tell you what, though, uh, you're, you're and, talk about up these rivalries. This is really going to this is really going to fire some people up. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you're battling for the state of Florida. You're battling for the state of Texas, for the state of Oklahoma, you know, Alabama, Georgia. It, it, I tell you what, it, it's it's going to be some some intense heated battles. It's going to be some intense heated rivalries, and it's really going to bring it back because not only do you just have your rivalry, but you're playing for pride. You're playing for a, a chance to go to a national championship. And was at Georgia, even though we never lost to Georgia Tech. They prided themselves on trying to keep us out of the bowl game, even though you know they were trash, just absolute garbage, and they were not going to a bowl game. They they wanted to go above and beyond to try to knock us off. So the, these rivalries are going to be pretty intense. They were. They were. They've always been garbage. I don't know. They they are they are complete garbage. Yeah, and then they'll always remain. Is <laughs> and it always will be. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we're we're on the same page. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Uh, fuck them yellow jackets, by the way. Um, sorry. Just gonna let y'all know that. Sorry. No, not sorry at all, actually. Um, but no. Well, I, you know, yeah. it's it's I, funny. You know, from a rivalry standpoint, I never really considered them a, a rivalry, um, and I have no ill will towards Georgia Tech. I, I mean, I, I really don't. It's it's kind of like, you know, if, if we went back and forth or the games were good, yeah, I'd probably. You know, have some type of ill will, but the, the games were so easy, we, we would win them. And so I have no 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 trouble with uh with Georgia Tech. <laughs> oh man, Patrick. Oh man, sixty thirty three is about to go trash talk his buddy at work that's a Clemson fan. Hey, just wait, Patrick. I'll come. I'll come to it. It's okay. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. I think it's that's what I'm talking about, my man. So my, my thoughts on this one, I want to so I want to hear your thoughts on and, and I'll pull the graphic back just to help. I think it's similar to what I did with yours. Your thoughts on on my proposed um, 20 team conference. What what are some what you're seeing are, you know, whether it be good or bad? What are you, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I do agree with you, especially with the with the Miami uh, mold. I mean, they were they were big time. I mean, everybody wanted to either go to play for or play against Miami. And uh, you know, up until you know their their last national championship, they were they were pretty good. Um, your addition of like you said that that that's a no brainer. The the Duke and the and the Carolina. Um, the, the only thing that's a little bit tough on that is yes, they have great basketball, but what really drives the edge football. And, and that's what's going to be, you know, what, what, what people are looking for. So when you, when you have a Duke versus a Vanderbilt, I mean, unless you hype it up as the trash bowl or the trash game or, you know, the, the battle for, for last place, you know, and, and then you can, you know, kind of, kind of have some fun with that. 
you know, or the battle of the nerds, whatever you, it is you want to call it, then yeah, you can, you, you can do that. Um, uh, but again, like I said, they do bring, uh, you know, things outside of, outside of football, again, strong basketball, strong academics. So um, that, that can definitely help. Now I had thought about this one. I think, I think conference realignment is almost on hold waiting to see what Notre Dame does. Right. I think you, you have a potential to see, or there's been talks about the big 12 trying to go up. What was it? Arizona schools. Right. So that's Arizona, State, Colorado, Utah, and, or, and possibly even Oregon, Washington. So that would be possibly six schools while they're waiting on Oregon or not Oregon, but uh, Notre Dame to decide if they're going to stay Pat or, uh, I feel like something just happened in the chat that got one completely flustered. So what happened, one? Patrick, tell us what Patrick happened. Said you can ban you when the spelling. <laughs> I guess if they have, yeah, he's right. <laughs> he's I'm not even. I'm not. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Not, that, that was good. I'm not even that, mad about that. That's and that's fair. That's fair. They would, they would beat every SEC team in, in a spelling bee. That's fair. <laughs> what about the? I mean, you got the you got the Glee Club. You got the debate squad. Like yeah, that's true. But also, hey, I want to read this one as well. What's that? Oh, was gonna, were you going to read Michael B? Yes. Let's let's read let's touch on this right fast. Yeah. So Michael B says, late to the show, uh, with all the focus on additions, what's your thoughts on subtractions? For instance, with your proposed sub Vanderbilt out for Florida State. One, I'm gonna let you touch on that first and see what you think, and then I'm gonna take and, and give my topic to, uh, or give my answer to that. I, I love it. I mean, I I think that's a great that that would be a great decision. You, you know, for me, uh, uh, world, you would take Vanderbilt, Duke, UNC, you would probably throw in a Stanford and, and you would have somewhat of a, just a little bit of a higher Ivy League with, you know, great focus on sports. So obviously, you know, you have your Ivy League with Penn and Cornell, that group, but then you will have like another Ivy League type type group. And so to sub Vandy out for Florida State, I, I think it would be great. It would be great for for marketing. It'd be great for television. It would be just great for recruiting. I think it would be outstanding. But then you have to go, you know, to the logistics of, you know, is is it going to out or, you know, what, what what's going to go on there? Because Vanderbilt is very fortunate. They do not control um, football wise or really even basketball wise to the bottom to the bottom line. However, the revenue share of, you know, SEC national championships. So they, they really have it made. One is putting Vanderbilt on blast and I'm here for it. <laughs> my thoughts, my thoughts on this, Mike, is that I would love to see subtractions, but I wonder how the logistics of it for one would work out because of the academic prestige. Right. Do you have to sit there and substitute Vanderbilt 
out for another prestigious academic school with better athletics, a la a Duke. Because, because let's be honest, and this is exactly what I was – and I'll go back and touch on this. Vanderbilt doesn't – like Juan said, doesn't, they don't contribute outside of anything, basically outside of academics and baseball. Duke is a three-brand in the world of college basketball with a prestigious medical medical program. Uh, it's best. It's one of the best in the world. So you're getting better academically almost. Like, you know, you're getting the same, if not better, academically with a, trans, with a, with a transfer or whatever. But you're also getting better and you're getting value out of adding Duke by taking out Vanderbilt. Let, I'm just listen. If you're a fan out there in the show, I know you leave the SEC because that's a lot of money. But you ain't put in on this, man. Yeah, I'm gonna say <laughs> another Friday reference or, or, or a Friday. Yeah, I, I mean again. Yeah, Mike, and, and so Mike, I think Mike's got a good point here, though. One, he, he agrees on the academics, but when we get to 20 team super conferences. Mike thinks that we're tossing academic standing window. I agree, but I don't know if I agree 100% because I still think some of these conferences will have to, they, they look at the, you know, they look at the academic prestige to some degree. Big 10 is like that, right? Now, SEC, we've always been under the notion of, we don't give a fuck about academics. We're here for the football, damn it, because it just means, but to some degree, if you're, you know, you have to look at it while this is athletic based, you're still impacted. So I think, you know, mostly football entities more so than academic institutions. So you have to take academics into, into play. You, you just have to. But I do see your point in a sense where get the schools that bring value and revenue through act through uh, athletics, and in turn translate in that you know translate that to more spending in the academic world as well for the institution or institution for that matter. KTG in the building, uh, Juan Fan Club hashtag. Uh, if you're not listen, if you're listening, or if you're you know if you don't know who KTG is, um, go go. Uh, Georgia fan that streams MLB, Braves fan. Uh, also does some NCAA. Oh, gotta love it. Now, if you're not familiar with KTG, Facebook Facebook streamer, dog fan, streams MLB the show right now. Uh, he's on the road to 7,000 followers currently. Um, so go check out and follow uh, and he'll also let you know, or he'll ask you a question. I'm just going to let you know now. Uh, where are you from and who's your squad? I'm just going to shoot that out there. Uh, but not honestly, so he streams NCAA football as well. Um, so that's always fun to watch. I'm just letting you know that. Uh, so if you don't get enough football on Saturdays during the check my man out. He will be doing some football streams all the time, basically, during the football season. Like I said, now he's focusing on baseball. Uh, he's MLB, the show guy, uh, playing right now. But uh, give him a man a shout out there. Um, but, yeah, so 
All right, so I'm going to read this because this is interesting. Um, 6033 DGD says, Bama fans are so stupid, we need Vandy scholars to keep things evened out. <laughs> well, how do you feel about that? Uh, Michael, ooh. That's fair. I see a subliminal shot. I see a subliminal shot here in the comments. One. Better yet, better yet. <laughs> I, 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 I believe my man, I love it. <laughs> 33 yes, team conferences and take out the top 18 that rings has a ring to it for some reason it rings a bell or something i don't know um oh so okay so ktg actually he actually hit 7,000 followers last night okay yes, so up. now he's on the road to 8k make sure everybody else so, on, on here apple you know. juice is so I feel like there's some apple juices coming, but I'll let him confirm that. Um, but yeah, no. So you know, Juan. So overall, right? Overall, um, do you, so. We did hypothetical talk today. Do you think the SEC will get 20 teams soon, or think it'll? I, I feel like it's coming. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think you know, especially with the announcement of Texas coming in 2023. Uh, that that definitely puts some put some pressure on Oklahoma, but now I mean think think about it, the SEC can do whatever it wants to do. That's how powerful the SEC is. The SEC can decide, you know what, uh, and 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 also too, it's not necessarily are are we waiting on Notre Dame? Notre Dame would be lucky to even get into the conference, but just like Patrick talked about, you know, with you know, you know not wanting to smoke. Notre Dame does not want this smoke. Notre Dame in that COVID year had an opportunity to come to the SEC, but they chose to go to the ACC with an opportunity to go and, and, and get into the playoffs because they know for sure playing an all SEC schedule that year, absolutely gotten slaughtered. The, the teacher's pet would go out the wayside real fast when they actually, like, I'm not going to knock it to some degree. I, I feel like, I feel like they should be, in a conference, but they're out of, you know, obviously they play the independence, the other independence, but when you schedule the likes of USC and what Stanford, I think those are the two known every year games. If I'm not mistaken, one is that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So, so we're getting, so we're going to do this by request. We need to go back to the spell and be comment. Um, hashtag the Lord's work. Yeah, he cooked right. me on what that. Are, what are we... He cooked me. He cooked me on that one. Yeah. I, I think so. We're we're <laughs> reminiscing at this point is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Listen, yeah. this is what yeah. we do, folks. This is what we do. You, yeah. you tune hey, in and, and you and you listen. No, yeah. oh, he my said he's not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Notre Dame has been absolute garbage. And the boss. They have been absolute guard in the national championship talk. They have been absolutely horrible. Between Notre Dame and Oklahoma, you have zero no business being in the in the uh, national championship. Zero. You guys are and that will be clipped, by the way, just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. So Notre Dame, so Indy means not doing it, apparently. Oh, those Irish fans are going to get 
drunk and obnoxious and come our way now. Um, yeah. Apparently, I'm getting told. I, I, we said we weren't doing the Lord's work today. Apparently, I said we're not doing the Lord's work today, Juan. Uh, he just had to remind you that they did. So, thank yeah, you for keeping me on my. Thank you for keeping me on my toes. Keep. Yes, uh, they did it. What a short attention span will do, huh? You forget the simplest of things. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I just want to. So, obviously, you know, we talked about the the twenty team conference alignment. I think it's coming. It's just a matter of when. When the SEC expands again, right? We, you know, last offseason one around this time. Guess what happened? Oklahoma, Texas joining the SEC. Right this time in July. Now you look at UCLA, uh, UCLA joining the Big Ten. That makes waves. It's only a matter of time before the next wave comes. It's like a damn tsunami. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's coming, right? It's coming. So uh, my takeaway is the SEC will get 220 at some point, uh, whether it's this year, next year, who knows. But it's coming. It's coming. You saw our predictions for what it would look like, right? Which schools would be going uh, in our in our thoughts. Now, obviously, if it happens, one, we might have to touch back on this and see how accurate or inaccurate, therefore, we were off, how far off we were or how accurate we were. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, the, the the super conference talk, right? I think, honestly, it might be good. I know some people sound like it's like the end of the world, but I don't necessarily think it's the end of the world. I, I really don't. It, it provides you good, great football it, it is what it does. It provides you great football because, again, you know, if, if, if I'm looking on TV, the last thing I want to see is Illinois versus Iowa. I mean, those things that I'm going to take a nap for, I can go and watch a better game later on at the 3.30 game. Or, or at night, and you know you've got these super conferences where it's going to really be battle royal, like the Hulk Hogan's and and Ric Flair's and and all those guys. You know Andre the Giant. This is going to be an actual battle royal to see who's going to be able to survive and then come out on, on top. Yep, I, I I think you look at it this right here. The the super conference one only means expansion is coming in the playoffs. I, I think you have to expand. Now, the question is, and that's a whole different subject, whole different show topic. How do you, what do you expand to and, and how the logistics of that, right? That's a whole different, that's a whole different beast to tank. Uh, so I'm going to leave it there. Um, you know, but I, I do, I do think, you know, if the SEC does it right, you'll have the premier powerhouse football teams. But I'm, I'm telling you right now, how awesome would it be a, a, a four-team or eight-team playoff where you have three SEC schools, three Big Ten schools, and then like a group of five or some shit like that, right? Like you're you're going to it, it's it's almost like it's almost like a civil war forming, right? Because you got the Big Tens taking up north, the SEC staying down south. I, I'm not going to compare it to the civil war, so please, you know. But I'm just saying it, it's like that, right? You see the the build up of that, like. Are kids going to stay up in the uh, up in the north and play in the Big Ten? Are they going to go and play out, you know, down south in the SEC? What what does that mean for the West Coast, right? I'll tell you right now, no. the Pac-12, you know, the Pac-12 will benefit moving into a conference that's associated with the East Coast. You're going to get more 
East Coast viewers on your programs and your football teams and everything like that. It's better for business because one, you've how many times you're about to experience this personally, but a seven o'clock game out on the West Coast, that's a starting time of 10 o'clock here, right? If you're not familiar with time zones, that is an easy answer for you. You're ending the game on the East Coast at like 1.30 in the morning. You, if you're a normal, I wouldn't say if you're a normal, but if you're, an SC, like if you're a college football fan and you're up at 9 o'clock for college game day or whatever, and you sit there and you watch football from noon, your, you know, noon Eastern till the end of the day, you are cooked. It is extremely hard to stay up to the end of a West Coast game. It is. Okay? Regardless uh, unless, of what it is. Versus Iowa, then you can have an opportunity to, to take a nap so you can stay up for, for those late games. I, I wanted to, to, to point out, too, really quick with these mega conferences, what it's really setting up is it makes sense now for that 12-team playoff and then now getting into that 16-team playoff where, you know, where, where, you know, the FCS is doing right now. It's, it's basically setting up for that. And so now, you know, you're going to, you know, have the opportunity to take the four best teams from, you know, each of these, each of these conferences. And then, you know what, let's just go. Absolutely. I, I think we'll, re we'll be our last comment one, and then we'll start this up. Everybody enjoy their weekend. My SEC fan conferences, because the SEC is a super conference already. as a Pac-12, 10-8, whatever you want to call it, fan, you have to be scared. And Patrick yeah. co-signs with what Mike just said. And, and not to mention drunk folks like KTG, apparently. Um, yeah, and, and even further, he, he breaks it down outside of USC, Oregon, maybe Utah, they have success. Like, and not to knock Stanford because Ashton, to be honest, them going to them going anywhere and playing at SEC school is it's it's brutal to think about. Just period. Yep. Just it's brutal to think about. So there is. So I think that you can take the team in in the in the Pac-12 and run them through the SEC. They'll be lucky to get two games and we're talking about that includes Vanderbilt because think of you know last year Stanford played Vanderbilt in two to 21 so I mean you, you know your team you let Vanderbilt score 21 points and I don't 21 points since maybe what 1996 so you know that's just me um so uh, you know and Michael, you, you're, you're making a great point. Outside of those those teams, you know, it's, it's going to be little success, especially if you take those teams and run them through the SEC. It, it's going to be tough sledding. My question is this, and I, then we'll we'll legitimately wrap this up. Why do we have A&M if they ain't done shit since 39 anyway? Uh, and, and what kid grows up saying, hey, it's A&M? I think I met a single person that they want to go to Texas A&M. When I grow up, I want to be a yell leader. Gig them. Go, Aggie. No, I don't think so. Fighting Texas Aggie says, go, College Station. 
Right, right, right. Connections. Go go knock on uh, Coach Kirby Smart's door for me. Let him know that we need to do a midnight practice. And I'm not talking about football practice. We need to do midnight yell practice. Our spike squad could, could learn some things from the fight in Texas Aggies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fight in Texas Aggies. If you can't if you can't watch me, guys, this is complete sarcasm, by the way. So yes. if you're listening yes, on if you're listening on the if if you're listening on the podcast, this is sarcasm. It's complete sarcasm. So Juan will not be going to Coach Kirby Smart's office and say, uh, NCD, uh, NCD, you need to get and do a midnight yell practice. Just not the case. That's not the yeah. Lord's work. That's Satan's work. That's Satan's that work. Is, that is definitely um, sacrilegious. That's complete nonsense and buffoonery. Juan, so we've, we've got some, we're not going to do this today, Juan. But I think the brigade and anybody watching or watching or listening, got, I'm just letting you know, it might be Monday that we make some announcements or over the weekend, depending on how things go. But we've got something big coming down the tracks, and it's, it's red and black, okay? Uh, there is a mean machine coming down the tracks, is all I'm going to say. Uh, so be on the lookout for, some, for a couple of announcements, a couple at least. Uh, regarding the show and uh, and our folks over at Alumna Hall, it's just an example there. Just for you'll see you'll see when you hear the announcements. Uh, it, 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 it's it's big, Joe. It's very big. Um, I think, I think so. But uh, stay tuned to those on those right there. Uh, Juan, we're gonna you know we're gonna wrap this thing up. One, uh, any final takeaways for today's show? Per se. Again, uh, the, the the brigade is hot. It uh, that they, they were hot today. Uh, y'all go follow my man, uh, Caleb the Great, my dude. Uh, you're always fantastic, man. Same with Tennille, Joel, uh, you know, Michael B. You know, everybody today, you know, y- y'all have been fantastic. I-, I-, I love it. It makes these fun. Love talking about Georgia football, but uh, you know, when you got you know. You know, a few of your closest friends talking about Georgia uh, football with you, it, it's, it makes it that much better. The fan club, my man, the fan club is a serious thing. We, we told people, we told people it was, I don't think people understand. It's shit's getting there. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Listen, my final takeaway is this the brigade, we, we can't do it without you. So we thank you both. Us both will thank you for the support every show that we do. The comments, subscribes, the follows, wherever you're watching it from, the downloads. Listen, you ain't even got to drop money to be a, a, to really benefit the show because anytime you listen to this podcast and you just click on it, you're helping the show. I'm just going to leave that there. So, and it's free. It's completely free. Liking it on YouTube, following on Facebook, whatever. It's all free. So your help, your likes, your follows, subscribes, if you're not familiar with it, it's a free way to support the show. And then as a token of appreciation, we come on and show our ugly mugs every day and we sit here and make one <laughs> laugh and we talk Georgia yeah. football. That's what that's what we do. So again, we thank you for coming out every every show and listening and tuning in and, and driving the conversation. I think it's one of the most organic things we can do is, is do the show.
and let the brigade talk and drive the conversation one. So with that being said, drop the hashtag one fan club in the chat, folks. Uh, listen, if you listen on podcasts, I completely understand, you know, you may, you, you may not have never known we do this live. So with that being said, youtube.com forward slash the DGD podcast, you can find live video shows and see what we're talking about. Why, why the conversations get where they are. Why does Juan laugh so damn much? <laughs> this is why. You watch it live. You understand. I, I, I put in our little, uh, our little Twitter, Twitter DM that I was going to straight face today, and they were me, and I broke. I'm that did not take long, though. By the way, and we didn't even have we didn't even have roots. Got to shout out roots down here too. Uh, he wasn't even here today. Roots, man, man. I got that being said, we're, we're going to wrap this thing up. We've already went over a little bit of time, and that's fine. Have a great Friday. Stay tuned for some announcements, whether it be over the weekend, maybe Monday. We'll, we'll find out for sure. If it's not Monday, uh, you know, put me on the cross, okay? Burn me at the stake. It is what it is. Y'all going to do it anyway. Have a great day. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, follow, follow KTG on Facebook. Tune in. Check it out. I promise you, you'll have a good time uh, watching play baseball or football when he starts doing that again. You'll enjoy it, I promise you. Uh, with that being said, Juan, have a great Friday, my man. And uh with you Monday. Uh, have a great yes, weekend. Sir. And go dogs. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.